Hey, listen to Commander Who Cult Podcast, episode 161. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan and Abe. We're going to conclude the arc of the others by talking about a deck from Joey Schultz that proves that he loves the bad touch. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We've got a jam-packed show for everybody today. We're back from the holidays. We're going to conclude our arc. We're going to talk about a deck from our good friend, Joey Schultz. We're going to give away some decks and some credits, and we're going to have a great time doing it. But first, we have to thank our generous sponsor, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Oh, very much so. I made another order from them on Boxing Week. I'll, I'll say Boxing Day, but it's whatever. It's Boxing Week, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, so. it's Boxing Week. There's only one place I went on Boxing Day shopping that only had the Boxing Day sale. I bought a board game. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went from my wife's parents' house to her grandparents' house and had, like, Christmas dinner lunch. And then I went to my parents' house and had Christmas dinner dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Boxing Day. No, we had, I went shopping with my dad, and we went early-ish, like, for me, it's like nine in the morning, like right after the stores opened at their regular hours. And so you didn't get trampled. Exactly. Yeah. And everything was super great. Like well, it yeah. was like busy, but not too busy until like two o'clock in the afternoon. We went to one of the big shopping centers, Preston Crossing, if you're if you're local into Preston Crossing Mall. And we were, you know, when you drive up and down the mall parking lots looking for a spot. Yeah. We drove down one aisle. We had to wait 10 minutes to turn out of the aisle to go oh. into the other one and said, you know what? Fuck this. We're going home. Yeah, 100%. And that, that was the end of our Boxing Day shopping day. Yeah, that's it. Well, I yeah. guess that's why everybody does it online now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate, but it's the way things have gone. That all being said, we are not consumer cookout podcast. Oh, we, we got, got there. <laughs> First CCO joke of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we are Commander Cookout Podcast, a... MTG Commander podcast. <laughs> I guess people know that if they're already listening to it. Yeah, Welcome. If, if you've made it this far, you you know why you're here. Yeah, we are concluding the arc of others where we've looked at a bunch of our content creator brethren and featured decks of theirs today. Joey Schultz from EDH RecCast. Yes. Yeah, very good friend of ours from Seattle, Washington. We're going to see him at... Magic Fest Seattle, but today we are doing a deck that proves he likes the bad touch. The bad touch. Is that a, um, that's a song, isn't it? Uh, it is a song, but I am I mean like, like the bad touch. I'm like, not sure what you mean, like, but I don't want to Google it. Like show me on the doll. Oh. There you go. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not insinuating anything. But I'm insinuating something. Yeah, for sure. So he has a deck full of bad touchers or death touchers or poop touchers, as Brando <laughs> sometimes is want to call them. That is correct. And it's loosely based on an anime or a, a man- manga? 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 Who, I don't know. It depends on who you talk to, maybe. Yeah. Sure. My Hero Academia. Now, I did some research on that. You You watched a little bit of it. I'm not an anime guy. I've never seen anything or any movies ever. <laughs> well, you've seen Dragon Ball Z. I've seen Dragon Ball. Yeah. That's like the only one. It's, it's a solid one. It's a well, pretty big one. Like it's, it's funny. Whenever you talk to like an anime aficionado, they're like, oh, Dragon Ball is like a... All those people. That was can... me spitting my wine into the bucket. Nick, that's like blue players. Oh, I play blue so much better than you. Like, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> man. Like, So this deck is not blue. 
This deck is Golgari. Read us the commandies, and then we'll talk about everything else. All right, we're playing two commandies today. First one, Virtus the Veiled Ooh. is a 1-1 Azra assassin. I don't know what the hell an Azra is. For Black 2, partners with Gorm the Great. We're going to get to him in a second. He has Death Touch, as you would probably guess. And whenever Virtus the Veiled deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half their life rounded up. Very excellent. Holy so he doesn't do one to you. He does like 20 one. to you. 21 to you. That's... Yeah, okay. All right, and you pair him with Gorm the Great. So they got partner. Partner. They are monogamous partners, if you will. Sure. Not the swinger partners. Correct. Okay. He is a 2-7 for green 3, giant warrior. He partners with Virtus, as I've already alluded. He has vigilance, and he must be blocked if able, and he can only be blocked by two or more creatures. So that's Menace, two or more blockers, right? It's like Menace and l lure. Not lure. Yeah, Menace and Lure, I guess. Because not everybody has to block him, but he has to be blocked, I guess. Yeah, so if they've got if they've got two creatures and they want to block Virtus so they don't take 20 or 10 or 5 or whatever it is when they half their life, they have to block him with two, and then if they have a third, then they can block. So good pair. Partner with with each other means that when you cast one you can search your library for the other one but these guys can both be in your command zone and you can i think you could still shuffle and search yep. but you fail to find and they just sit in your command zone until you want to cast the other one these are the good partners to get if you're going to lend your deck out to somebody because then they can play one of them and look through the whole deck oh yeah and then <laughs> yeah that's real it. life that's real life so they learn what the deck does on the fly I like that. Yeah. That's good. good tip for the new members of CCO Nation out there. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have Ooh. a couple new patrons to shout out and or give funny nicknames to. That's a solid segue. I just made, made it up on the fly, just like learning to play this deck. Have you seen the new segue thing that they're making? No. It's like a chair, okay. but it's a segue. So it's like a weird... Chegway. It's like a weird scooter stroller thing that adults sit in. I feel like they already have those it's, for people. Well, they do, but now, like, they're hip. It's like we've invented everything, and now we're just... You know what? Let's, let's, let's put a weird egg-shaped chair on top of two wheels, and people can just roll around. Oh, so you'd look like, you'd look like Dr. Evil. Yeah. I don't know. Does he sit in an egg? You'd look like Dr. Robotnik from the Sonic... G game. <laughs> he sits in an egg, right? He does sit in an egg. Okay, the, got there. Yeah, there, there it is. Got there. So yeah. they're making they're making mechanical things for like e evil supervillains now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Excellent. Okay, speaking of new CCO nationalites, speaking of supervillains, these are the opposite of that. Sort of. We're the supervillains of CCO Nation. We all know that. Oh, got there. Got We've there, established there. that. Big thank you. Shout out to new patron Daniel Martin. Two first names, Ooh. very regular name. Never trust a man with two first names. Mm -hmm. And we're we're people are trustworthy in CCO Nation, so we'll just give him a last name, right? Oh yeah, Daniel Martin Klaslikov. 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 Sounds a lot like my wife's maiden name. Definitely trustworthy, straight out of Siberia. Yep, hundred percent. It wears a fur coat. Oh yeah, and, and a fur hat. Definitely. And has an AK forty-seven in it. <laughs> in the hat. Ah uh, yes, it's a big hat. Yeah. Next shout out, Alex Garou. Ooh, he could be like like Doctor Giraud, like on the island where he took all the animals and mushed them together into these weird chimeras, and then I thought Doctor Giraud was like the Red Ribbon Army from Dragon Ball. 
No, no, he's like from the book. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I could be wrong. I haven't seen very many things. What? Maybe they're both. Maybe they're both. Maybe they. Maybe English Dragon Ball Z lifted it from. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, that's Doctor Zero made the androids or whatever, right? Yeah, that's right. He made Cell and that's got to be the same guy. This what? is it makes sense. Doctor Alex Garo, I think he's Canadian. If I rem- if memory serves me correctly, he's Canadian. So he's probably a nice version. Okay, all right, so says sure. sorry and thank you and holds the door when somebody's like a hundred feet away. And then his robot slave stabs you with his tail and sucks you in to get his next evolutionary form so that he can power up his super powerful thing that just misses a twelve year old kid. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon Ball. Next shout out. Now, alias. Ooh. Pixelated shenanigans is the alias. So what does that mean? We just give him a real name. Hundred percent. Kevin McAvoy? I feel like that's a real person. No. Kevin McAvoy, welcome. It could be a real person. There's probably a Kevin McAvoy out there. If you're listening or know somebody who's named that, uh, put it in the comments. Yeah, become a patron. Give us an alias and we'll give you a new name. <laughs> we'll give it. you a better name. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Last shout out, big shout out, and thank you to Noah Bai for increasing his Patreon pledge. Always an option. No, bye. That's it. And thanks. And F you and all that stuff. Yeah, very much so. So welcome aboard, everybody. I don't know why anybody wants those. I, I'm still questioning that. Yeah, for sure. But it's fun. Yeah. Sometime in the episode, we've got a $25 gift credit for face-to-facegames.com. We give those away once per arc. And, of course, we have our Chulane Brawl Deck giveaway because Ooh. we are concluding the arc today. So, randomly, Brando's going to throw those in there. I'm sure he's got some wonky sound effect. But without further ado, should we get to the deck? I guess. I guess we can. Now, this is on another one of those other sites. There will be a link down in the show notes below if you want to look at this. And our good friend Joey Schultz has, what's the word? Grouped custom groups. Yeah, so that we can kind of have everything that's sort of the same together. So usually we do creatures and then instants and sorceries. But now we're going to do not that, and we're going to do it in these custom groups that Joey has provided for us. Yeah, you know what? Two things. I like the custom groups for anybody who wants to send us lists on the Preferred Decklist Discord channel. That is a Patreon benefit. Or if anybody wants to email us links, email us links to your deck, please. If there are custom group options to sort it, I do appreciate that because it lets me a little bit better recognize what the deck is trying to do. It makes it way less hard for us to... We don't have to cycle through everything. Like, what the? F- yeah, how many t- how many card draws are in here? How many removal spells? Right. I definitely looked at a guy's deck a couple of weeks ago, and I was like thumbing through it or whatever, and I was like, oh yeah, this is really cool. And I was telling, oh, it's cool that you put all this in there, and it does all of this stuff. And I was like, no, that's not, that's not why I put those in. I oh. didn't even think that they worked like that together. And I was like, oh, it's like yeah, this deck has a whole bunch. It's so, like when you build those decks, they're like, no, it's totally fair. And I was like, Ryan, I found like fourteen <laughs> infinite combos in here. It was the exact same thing. <laughs> I didn't even know it did that. So the other thing I was going to say is I, I'm, I'm starting to... This deck is on Architect. I'm starting to like Architect. Nah. We met those guys in Vegas. Cool guys. They're always into suggestions and, and ways to better their site. And I think it's come a long way in 2019. And I'm excited to use Architect more in 2020. Sure. So let's kick it off, right? First deck 2020. We read the Commandies, Virtus and Gorm. Gorm is who Brando works with at the radio station. That's why it's funny. <laughs> if anybody ever wants a signed Gorm, send it in and I'll get Gorm to sign it. Yeah, Gorm, John Gormley, like yeah. the the most famous radio guy in, I don't know, Western Canada? Probably not. Probably not in Western Canada, but in the province for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
I'm sure he'd sign it the Gorm. It'd be funny. Yeah. He's a pretty good sport about that kind of stuff. But uh, where should we start without creatures? I don't even know. Where do where do we start? Well, should we, how start, about, should we go in order that they're in about, on here? How about we start with acceleration, protection, and removal? Because that is like kind of the cornerstones of the deck, and we can pound those out because some of them are some of them are commonplace in commander decks. The the glue that holds it together. Then we can get to some of the more specific stuff just after. Okay, for acceleration, we'll do some grouping right off the bat. We have a commander sphere, a sol ring, and a mind stone, and a hedron archive. Yeah, and then for the actual ramp spells, we've got a Cultivate, a Farseek, a Kadama's Reach, and a Nature's Lore, which all let us find lands and put them into hand or play or both. Acceleration. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Let's, I don't know if we can do removal the same way. We have Assassin's Trophy, Beast Within, Casualties of War. I like that one lots. Curtain's Call, Deadly Tempest, Decree of Pain, Force of Vigor, Status, Slash Statue. I don't know why that card is in here because I don't recognize it as being a legitimate or real card. It should be Wind Grace's Judgment and Sudden Spoiler. The only thing that I want to mention there is the Curtain's Call card. I think that is from Commander 2016. Excellent year. And it costs one less to cast for each opponent you have. And it's just straight up destroy two target creature. It's a good one. For six, right? But if you have four opponents, it costs... Three? Yeah. So super cool card. Three mana to kill two guys. No other drawback really unless, you know, you only have one opponent left and it costs five. But it's fine. Yeah. There's also a, uh, a butt thirsty blade in here. A blood thirsty blade. Give that one a read because I never remember what that one does. It is an equipment for two... Equipped creature gets plus two, plus zero, and is goaded, which means it can it has to attack every turn, and it can't attack you, uh, if unless you're the only person left, in which case it attacks you. And then it has one attach butt thirsty blade to target creature and opponent controls. Activate this ability only anytime you could activate a sorcery. Whenever you say butt thirsty, don't Google it. I just am, I I can't help but imagine what that looks like. <laughs> like you ever heard, you ever heard of like taking body shots or butt chugging? Oh, not even what I not even what I was thinking. I make the butt chugging jokes here, okay? <laughs> new year, new us. Oh, new year, new us. Brando's making my jokes and I'm just um oh, <laughs> You got me. You got me. I wasn't even thinking of that. Ah, uh, I'm there. Now I can't help but think of that. So where are we on to next? All right, we're going to talk about some protection. We're going to actually take a look at some of these more in-depth because it's not just kill target thing, remove target thing, find target, land, tap for mana. We're going to start with Alpha Authority. Ooh, yeah, this was our... This is from Return to Ravnica, not Return to Return to. Aura for green one. Equipped creature, no enchanted creature, has hexproof and can't be blocked by more than one creature. If you put this on Gorm, does that make him unblockable? Probably, because you have to block him with two, but he can't be blocked with more than one. Yeah. Yeah? Not that that's awesome, because he's just, I'm going to hit you for two, sucker. No, he's big, though, isn't he? He's a 2-7. He's a 2-7? Yeah, Gorm, I don't know. I think Gorm kind of sucks. I mean, I, I understand why he's there. He's there to work with Virtuous and get your other creatures that we're going to talk about later in the show in there for big damage. But he himself is, like, him being unblockable doesn't seem... Oh. really worth it to me. Well, well, maybe we'll see what some of the, the finishers or the payoffs are and see if, if, if we can help that out. Sure. Uh, we've got an asceticism. That gives creatures you control have can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. So that's hexproof or troll shroud. 
And it also has green one, regenerate target creature. Ooh. Yeah, that should regenerate anybody. And let me tell you, regeneration, super handy, not only because most modern-day removal doesn't say can't be regenerated after it, but, like, people just forget that you can do that. So the Wrath, they'll try and kill something, or you'll set up, like, a, a what would be a non-profitable block, but then you can just, oh, regenerate my guy. And they're like, oh, god damn it, god damn Right? And then you can hit them on the crackback or what have you. You just wreck them. I love wrecking people. I got a bear umbra. Green, green, two. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two. And whenever this creature attacks, untap all lands you control and totem armor. This is in the protection category because totem armor, right? Yes. It, it buffs probably, it probably buffs Virtus because he's going to do the most damage chunking. And totem armor is if enchanted creature would be destroyed, instead remove all damage from it and it isn't destroyed. Yes, yeah. the, the enchantment just destroyed instead. It's, yeah. it's oh thing. yes, yeah, and then you yeah, then the umbra is killed. Huh. It's it's banding, banding. Yeah, your creature is banding with the bear umbra, and then the bear <laughs> umbra dies instead of the creature that's actually good. I'm not sure if that's how banding works, but I don't think anybody knows. Yeah, I, it could be, and nobody can tell yeah, me that. Nobody it's not. can tell you that you're wrong because <laughs> nobody actually knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a canopy cover. Enchanted creature can't be blocked except by creatures with flying or reach. So, okay, fine. And enchanted creature can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. So that, again, is hexproof. It's a cool one. I like that one. So you have to have flying to block it or, or reach. All right, next up, we have a true lane deck giveaway. Ooh. Dropping it like it's hot. That's a song that all the kids are singing in their cars and they're doing this. Can't see me dancing. Can't I dancing. don't think that they're singing that anymore. That song is like from 2006. If there are kids, they don't know who sung it. And if they listen to it when they're kids, they are now adults. Damn it. I don't even know who they sung it. Ah, oh, well, whatever. I tried, all right? I tried. That's it. Chew Lane Deck Giveaway. You got this by following us on any of our social media platforms at CCO Podcast or CCO Brando on Twitter, CCO Podcast on Facebook, patrons on of course, get a free entry, comments on YouTube channels, retweets of any of the deck giveaway promos, the whole nine. All of the info was available on commandercookout.com. And a one mister, I'll say his name in a minute, went there and retweeted, shared something on Facebook. He did the deed. Oh, that was, thank you. In the nation. Oh, we appreciate that. And his name, David Thompson. Feels like Christmas all over again. Oh, very much so. And I believe his name is David Tomskin in CCO Nation. <laughs> <laughs> so big thank you to you for helping the show grow. We very much appreciate it. Get at us and or we'll get at you and we'll hook up. We'll send you a Chulane deck. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. I love giving the deck giveaways away. We do one every arc. So tune in, I guess, not next week because we've got a special show lined up. Yep. If you check the Theros Beyond Death release schedule, you might have some idea what we're talking about. <laughs> if you haven't, tune in in two weeks where we kick off a new arc and a new deck giveaway. Indeed. <laughs> Somebody else did that at the at EDHM last night. Oh yeah. It was so good. The guy was just like <laughs> and I was like, oh that's that's awesome. Oh man, we got we gotta bring oh. the air horn um, noise back, but just when we do it. Yes. Not when you do it. Oh like on the you know what I'm saying. No. <laughs> All right, let's continue on with the deck. Congratulations to David Tomskin. Get in touch with us. We're gonna keep going here. All right, next card. 
Golgari charm. You ever heard anybody call them Golgari? Uh, yes. Golgari? Can you, I can't unhear it now. Yeah, I've definitely heard people <laughs> call it that. And I, I think it's Golgari. That's no. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like when people say exile. <laughs> yes, F you, Smitty. F you, Smitty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, instant for green, black. Choose one. Creech, get minus one until end of turn. Minus one, minus one. Okay, fine. That's that's actually good. That's a good. That's like all oh. creatures, kill all tokens type thing. Yeah. Destroy target enchantment. Also fine. Reason it's in this deck, probably. Regenerate each creature you control. Woof. Woohoo, baby. Yep, that's a good one. It's a hell of a card. All right. I hate it. Heroic Intervention. It's probably going to be in Commander Green. Probably. Probably. So this is a green one instant permanence you control gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. It's one of those lazy cards. I don't like it. Yeah, it just does everything it's for just, two. It's so lazy. It's like, oh, yeah, nah. Yeah. Right? It's like... Whatever. It's cool that people play it. I get why people play it. I don't. On the For the same reason I don't play Cyclonic Rift. It's just, it's easy mode. I don't want that crap. Yeah. I don't want that in my life. It's also 21 American dollars, which is like 75 Canadian dollars. Uh, we have Greaves. Everybody knows Greaves. Uh, we have Snake Umbra. Another Umbra. So it gives your guy totem armor. So if he dies, he doesn't die and you kill the enchantment. What it actually does is Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus one, and has whenever this creature deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. Ophidian, if you will. Yeah, so you put that on Gorm when he's unblockable, or you put it on Virtus the Veiled when he is has some form of e evasion. He's going to half their life, and you're going to draw a card. I like that. And the last piece of protection is the Swiftfoot Boots. It's basically shitty lightning greaves. Yeah. So we have that as well. If you want to move to maybe the evasion that i just hinted at that is maybe a good place to go and we can start talking about how you're going to get your your finishers in when we get to them or your vertus the veiled in to start taking off huge chunks of life sure we've got uh a Hirobi Deathswell special in Douthi Embrace. Yeah, I think that this is a little bit of a hidden gem still. It's an enchantment for Black 2. I'm looking at your screen. I've got it on my screen. My eyes are going wonky here. So you go, you cast it for Black 2 and it just sits there. But you can go Black, Black, target creature gains shadow until end of turn. And if a creature has shadow, it means they can only block or be blocked by something that also has shadow. So you give your Virtus shadow, and then you're just going to hit somebody. Yeah, like, like CCO Nation, take us to wherever your decks are, find any one of your decks, and count how many creatures in there have shadow. It might as well just say target creatures becomes unblockable. Yes, 100%. You might as well just say that, because... Also, you can use this on your opponent's creatures, so if somebody's swinging in with that blight steel, and they're like, oh, I'll just block it. Like, no. Not anymore. No, bud. Welcome to dead town. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it's target creature, like any creature. Yeah, it's it's very good. Or if they have a big blocker, you can give their blocker shadow so that it can't block. Oh! Right? Like, it's a really, really versatile card that I think a lot of people overlook. Yeah, they've got one big blocker, but you've got two attackers. You can't give both of them sh shadow because you only have, like, black, black up. You just give their one big blocker shadow so it can't block, and you swing in with both your your, your non-shadow creatures. Yeah. It's a good one. All right, we've got uh, Key to the City. Key to the City. I have this, and I always look at it, but I never, I don't know. It's an artifact for two. You tap it, discard a card. Okay, I'm on board already. Oh, sure. <laughs> Up to one target creature can't be blocked this turn. We would target Virtus the Veiled, of course. Whenever Key to the City becomes untapped, you can pay two if you do draw your card back. That's okay. fine. You know what? I think 
repeatable, just like use a card to make something unblockable is good if it equates to five or 10 or 20 damage late game when you're drawing a land. That's okay. Yeah, you can turn those lands into huge amounts of damage. It's not terrible. That seems like a very Brando thing to do. Yes. (laughs) Turning land into huge amounts of damage. (laughs) All right, we got a Taunting Elf. Oh, yes. All creatures able to block Taunting Elf do so. It's a zero one. We were talking about Lure earlier in the show, right? Yes. Or is it the pre-show? I think it was on the show. Yeah, they all blend together. (laughs) (laughs) So you just swing in with your, your zero one, and it just like, just gets its dink stomped into the dirt, and everything else gets through, and you kill your opponent. Nah, you put a snake umber on it. <laughs> <laughs> it still would get its snake stomped into the dirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would, it would, it would survive twice, but oh, man. Uh, I like this one, too. How about a Trailblazer's boot? Yeah, this one is a little bit of an underplayed gem, too. Joey Schultz bringing the, bringing the CCO spice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, okay. The Crypt Creature has non-basic land walk, and it... Two to cast, two to equip. It basically says in EDH, equipped creature is unblockable. Yeah. Again, you gotta you gotta a little bit read through the lines on some of these when you're a little bit of a newer player to say, well, how many non basics am I likely to see? All of them. Yeah, like every opponent is probably gonna have at least one. Get this. I go last night at EDH and M, I go. Non-basic, go. Non-basic, go. Non-basic, go. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have mulliganed my solar ring hand with no land in it. Fuck, 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 right? Jay, friend of the show, Jay, goes before me on turn four, goes four, Blood Moon. And I'm playing an Orzov deck. I go untap. Uh, not untap, just draw. Non-basic land. I've got four mountains in my god dang yeah. Orzov deck. It was like turn six before I drew a Signet. And I didn't even have black, black, or white, white, because it was a signet. (laughs) Oh, it's so terrible. (laughs) That happened uh, two weeks ago, actually. I did that to a guy with my Torbrand deck. Guy's like, he's playing Mardu, and is it da-da-da-da-da? And I was like, oh, greedy mana bases. Get Blood Mooned. And Blood Sunned. (laughs) (laughs) I Blood Sunned him first, so he couldn't search for another one, for a a basic, and then I Blood Mooned him. Oh, so sick. He was very salty. Like, I you know what I, I, ru- I just rubbed fries on him to to see. Oh him. yeah 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 that's it. And you dump ketchup all over his cards and used it to dip. <laughs> I don't get salty because it's my own fault. Like you know that you know the 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 kickback joke is oh you shouldn't have put it in your deck right. And yeah I probably shouldn't have like twenty five utility lands in my two color deck. You're probably right. But <laughs> yeah. you know what if I can give all my creatures lifelink, or if I can give them all a boost, or if I can give a plus one counter to to my commander. Like, I want to do all those things, so randomly, if I get Blood Mooned... You deserved it. Yeah, and you, you know what? P- play mana rocks that give you color, right? I'm not yeah. going to spend 200 on a on a mana crypt and the 40 on a mana vault. I'll just play a Signet and uh, a Clue Stone. Ooh. Except <laughs> for the Clue Stone, that's just terrible. Well, it? it still gives me black and white in my Orzhov deck, right? Yeah, don't play Clue Stone. <laughs> play, what is it, Mana Manalith? No. Let's play Manolith. No. Yeah? No? <laughs> Shame on you. All right. Uh, let's back it. Back it. Where the hell were we? Will, Whisper Silk Cloak. That's oh, where we were. Yeah, last last evasion card. That is unblockable and shroud for equip two. Cast cast three, equip two. That's fine. It's a good card. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm super not that high because five is lots to give it shroud, and then you can't really do anything else with it. Yeah, just you know? You know, swing in and take away half their life, whatever. I suppose. That's fine. It's medium. It's yeah. so medium. Just, it's fringing on, like, it's medium minus. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's medium. I like that. Medium minus. All right. Where should we go next? How about the advantage section? Yeah, this one is is we're we're going to be able to get through this a little bit here. Let me let me see if I can do the clumping thing that you normally do. We've got an ambitions cost and an ancient craving. They're both four mana, draw three, lose three lives. Yep. Then we've got a harmonize, which is just a draw three for four. Yep. We've got knight's whisper, read the bones, and sign in blood, which are again draw twos, lose some amount of life. Yeah, draw two, lose two. Yeah. We've got a siphon mine, which I cast last night to great effect. Each opponent discards a card. We draw equal to the number discarded. So essentially that's a four mana draw three again. Yeah. With just upside of them discarding a card. It's a good card. That's I like that card. one. I that, You know what? That's one of like my black go-tos that when I want card draw on a deck, I put it in there because almost always it's a draw three. You don't actually see it played that often. I don't see this card very often. Like these ones that scale like this and like, we, like there's a big debate out there in the magic community now about Gary, right? Because he scales based on how many opponents and stuff you have. That is Grey Merchant of Asphodel, right? Yeah. yeah. And Siphon Mind is just like that, where it's a good card, especially in EDH, and it just this doesn't is, see a lot of is, play. Is this the Gary of Draw? Yes. <laughs> the Gary of Draw. <laughs> draw Gary. So we've got a a new one here, Tome of Legends. This was from a Brawl deck, a a Throne of Eldraine Brawl deck. Have you put this in Norn? Have you tried it? I have. It's it's actually really good. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's, it's Artifact for two. Tome of Legend enters the battlefield with a page counter on it. All right. When your commander enters a battlefield or attacks, put a page counter on Tome of Legends. You could pay one, tap, remove a page counter, draw a card. It's good. So it would trigger in Norn when you attack. He would, he would blip out of existence. And then when he would come back in. So every time you attack and every turn when somebody casts anything, you essentially get a page counter at the end of the turn. It's the Howling Mine just for me that I always wanted. That costs you a mana every turn. Yeah. But, but a mana, whatever. one mana is definitely worth a card in hand. Especially in mono red. Yeah. Especially when like you're playing a good amount of mana rocks in that deck, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's a good-ass card. I think people should be playing that, especially if they're commanders. If there's two of them especially, that's good. And if your commander is low to the ground and you have to play it a whole bunch of times. Yeah, that's right. So just rounding out the advantage section, we've got a Vampiric Tutor and a Demonic Tutor. Those are the tutors. They do make up over half of the the budget for the advantage section, which is the biggest and also the most expensive portion of the deck. Yeah. And I've got a little note to talk about the the Vampiric Tutor in particular in the budget section after we kind of get through Card of the Week and all that stuff because Vampiric Tutor has a very hefty price tag now. And I just don't know. Sure, it's one mana find anything. And in a deck where you want to equip your commander, that's really good. But, like, do we need it? Let's talk about it later. Yeah. Because I want to talk about real quick. Oren Frostfang, it's a snake. Attacking creatures you control have Death Touch. Yep. Uh-huh. That's important. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. It turns them all into that Oren Viper. Oren Viper. Yep. And this is Oren Frostfang. Yes. Sure. Last advantage card I want to talk about. Genesis Storm. I hate these cards. These cards are the air quotes Commander Storm cards, right? Yep. So this one is green green four for sorcery. Whenever you cast this spell, copy it for each time you've cast your commander from the command zone this game so all the commander storm cards have that it gets a little bit better in this deck because you have two commanders which sure. which is like that's relevant right yeah yeah 
And then, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land permanent card. You may put that card onto the battlefield, then put the rest into the bottom of your library. It's fine. So it's six mana, reveal until you hit one, two, three. Like, when does it become good? And how many times do you have to cast your commander? If you've played one of your commanders, you get two things for six, I guess. Yeah, and if, you, if you've gone, like, Virtus on turn three or four, Gorm on turn four or five. You, you get three things? That's, that's good. Three things for six mana? Well, it's not three things for six mana, though. It's three things for technically, like, 13 mana. But you're going to cast your commanders anyways. You know what I would rather do with 11 mana? What is it? Genesis Wave. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. If you Genesis Wave for 11, maybe that means you haven't cast your commanders yet, and, and I think you want to cast Virtus. Yeah, you right? have them both. I mean, I get that the, that isn't a, a technically, what's the word, comparable example, but I don't know. I just don't like these Commander Storm cards very much. Well, we've got another one, and we've got something else to kind of lean back onto Genesis Storm that we hinted at in the pre-show, I think, right? Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Do you what? What section do you want to move to now? Uh, let's do let's do bad touchers. Bad so the bad touchers. Bad touchers. That is what we were talking about at the start of the show. So these are all death touch creatures, right? Ish. Yeah. D death touch or death touch adjacent? Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> the shit that you don't want to block. Exactly. Okay. We have an acidic slime. 2-2 two, two death touch for five. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target, artifact, enchantment, or land. We got a fire shrieker. Equipment. Equ three to cast, two to equip. Equip creature has double strike. That's just good with Virtus. Virtus. Yeah, so he has to deal combat damage to a player. So this would make him deal combat damage twice. Yeah. So if they're at 40... He hits them for one, and then they lose 20. Yeah. And then he'll hit them for one again, and then they'll lose 10 more. Yeah. Or, well, nine more at that point. Yeah, and then they're at nine-ish. Not terrible. Yeah, it's not- Nine or okay. eight or whatever the math says. We're not mathematicians here. Yeah, we don't do calculate. We're not calculation cookout podcast. Oh! Oh, oh, oh wow. Got there. Oh, we have my favorite bad toucher up next. It's Glissa the Traitor. Ooh. Shout out to Dana Roach. Also, F Manolith. <laughs> green, green, black, 3-3, three, three, first strike, D-touch. Whenever a creature an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. It's just good. Yeah, and we've got like a bunch of different equipments, right? We've got... Do we got any artifact creature? I don't think so. Oh yeah, we do. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We got a grave titan. Everyone knows grave titan. Yeah, you get a bunch of zombies when it attacks. We got a quietus spike. Yeah, this is another life halfer, right? Equipped creature has death touch, which is like on theme for this category and the rest of the creature in the deck. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, they lose half their life. So if you put that on Virtus and then put them on there with a fire shrieker, they're going to be at like. One. Three. Or three or whatever yeah, they're, it is. They're, yeah. they're dead. They're going to be in a whole world of hurt. Yeah, they're going to be in a world of shit. Yeah, and the, if you attack with Gorm also. <laughs> oh, then then they're just dead. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we got... Uh, I, like, I like how we're at the they're just dead portion of the deck. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's dying time. Uh, how about Raving Dead? This was a Commander 14 exclusive. I think that's the only time this card was ever printed, I think. Anyways... 2-6 for 5, D 
Death Touch. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose an opponent at random. Raving Dead attacks that player this combat. Okay. Sure. When it deals combat damage to a player, they lose half their life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How many times does it take to hit somebody to lose half their life rounded up to make them dead? Like, Well, two. Really. Once they're at 10, they're just... You're screwed, really. I suppose, like, when we look at some of our finishers or the bigger creatures in the deck, if they lose half their life twice and you hit them with one more creature, yeah, they could be just dead. Yeah, it's it's a thing. Okay. Uh, we have a Scythe Claw. Let me guess. Equipped creature hits them, they lose half their life. And it has living weapon, yes. <laughs> 100%. So equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, so it can equip to a germ automatically when it comes in. But if the germ dies, like, they block it because... Yeah. Of course they're going to. Yeah. They, uh... They're just gonna, you're just going to equip it to Virtus. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Uh, Soren Markov. Ooh. This guy's such a dink. This doesn't set their life in half unless they're at 20, because you can minus three him to just set somebody's life to 10. Oh. Yep. I've so. lost to this card when somebody moved their life total from two to 10. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've also lost to this card when my life total went from 40 to 10. So he's a six mana planeswalker. You plus two him to deal two damage. You gain two. Minus three him to ten somebody. Minus seven him to take control of target player's next turn to mind slave them. And he is four loyalty to start. He's a pretty okay planeswalker, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's good. He's getting good. Last printed in M twelve, I think. He's getting expensive too. Yeah, terrible. Uh, there's a vampire nightcock. Yes, this is the Beth myth best. Non-mythic, mythic ever printed, originally in Zendikar original, black, black, one for a two, three, flying, death touch, lifelink. Jesus. Rad art, too. It's going to come swooping in like Batman and land on your head or something. <laughs> and our last uh, bad toucher, we have a worm coil engine. This is the artifact that we get back with Glissa, probably. Sure. Six, six. For six, lifelink, death touch. When it dies, you get a 3-3 three, three, and a 3-3, three, three, one with lifelink, one with death touch. Yeah. Yeah. Can't complain, right? That is like the pinnacle of artifact, creature, efficiency, and power. Mm. Sort of. Yeah. Now, we're, we're at the, the pinnacle of the deck. We've had all of these kind of equipments and enablers and removal and protectors and bad touchers, and we're going to get into finishers in just a second. But first, we have a $25 face-to-face games.com giveaway. Yes! <laughs> that was me getting a shiver or something. <laughs> well, I think you're feeling the Christmas spirit, Skeletor. It makes you feel good. Well, I don't like to feel good. I like to feel evil. Oh. I just wanted to play that. I think that that little clip exactly summarizes Brando and I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So... $25 face-to-facegames.com credit. We get one per arc from our gracious overlords at face-to-face games. We award them to anybody who engages with us on social media. You know, a, a, a retweet of something that we do and you tag face-to-face games or you just at both of us saying, you know, we're doing a good job or whatever it is. Make them know that they did good in picking us up. Yeah. Comment on a podcast on their site or one of the articles that I wrote. This week's winner, this arc's winner. This year's winner. First Ooh. one. Got yeah. there. This decade's winner. <laughs> too Got far. Oh, too far. Damn it. You went too far, Ryan. Dang, one step too far. Jacob Besh. Congratulations. He's the winner. So, Jacob, get at us. We will get your email off to 
face-to-face games. If you don't have an account with them, set one up. Let us know the email that's tied to the account and $25 automatically credited to your account so you could do some shopping, maybe some you know, post-Christmas sales, what have you. Yeah, or you could pick up, we could save it and you get some uh, Theros Beyond Death stuff. There's lots of good stuff in there. Ooh, baby. Is there some good stuff? Yeah, there yeah. is. Oh. Was that a question? I don't, I don't know if that was a question or not. I'm thinking of exactly one card in particular, and I think you know which one I'm I'm thinking of. I don't. You do. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll there, talk about that in the future. In the future, there are two cards I'm specifically very excited about, and I, you might know what they are. I don't know. I know one of them. I don't think it goes where you think it does. Oh, it totally does. What? Yeah. Okay. And the other one, I have no idea. Oh, good. Good. Okay, it's going to be good. a surprise. I like that. I like surprises. We may or may not talk about that in a future episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Probably. Sure. Who knows? We probably won't. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. Moving on. Moving on. We have finishers. We got a few of them. So these are the, the payoffs for, you know, surviving until you have eight or nine mana. These are the, oh, I've halved your life two or three times, and now you're at, you know, between five and ten, and I need to drop something. And just give it like lightning greaves, swiftfoot boots, or or whisper silk cloak, and just kill you. Like this is the 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 last thing. Yes. The finisher. <laughs> yes, it's the finishing move. Let's start with Archfiend of Despair. Ooh, six six flyer for black black six. Jesus. Oh God. So your opponents can't gain life. Whatever. Sure. At the beginning of the end step, each opponent loses life equal to the life that player lost this turn. So with Virtus, it just kills them. So you've lost 20, drop my 8 drop, move to end step, you lose 20. You die. That's it, yeah. Okay. Game over. I don't mind that. We also have a wound reflection that does the same thing, but it's an enchantment. For 7 this time, instead of 8, we're paying 1 mana for a 6-6. Six, six. It's for 6, actually. Wound reflection is 6. We're paying 2 mana for a 6-6 six, six flyer. <laughs> that's still pretty good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. that's fine. Uh, we have, here's the, Phage the Untouchable. <laughs> Keeping in mind we have a thing that randomly puts a permanent off of the top of our library into play, we have a Phage the Untouchable. Phage the Untouchable? Well, maybe we, no, we don't. <laughs> black, 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 <clears throat> three. Huh. <laughs> okay. So, uh, less than our last card. Four, four. Phage the Untouchable enters the battlefield if you didn't cast it from your hand you lose the game so with genesis storm you just lose you just lose the game okay but there's got to be some reason we're playing this okay deals combat damage to a creature destroy it so it's got death touch it has improved death touch because you can't regenerate the creature the phage killed yeah super death touch yeah when she deals combat damage to a player that player loses the game also improved death touch <laughs> yeah so i'm talking to joey about the deck and he sent me some some altered art cards or like some I guess they're kind of like proxies but they're alters they, they're the card but with like a different art that he had custom made for this deck sure some of these finishing cards represent characters in the game or sorry characters in my hero academia sure so I'm assuming phage ha- has some significant part to play in the story Sure. And having never read or watched any of the series other than just doing some research on what it's about. Yeah. Um, this is maybe fits into that. Probably. So I think if you're going to be at a Magic Fest that or a Commander Fest that Joey's going to be at and you want to play this deck, he tells me it's one of his favorites, get the backstory on it because 
again, I don't watch or or see anything like. <laughs> yeah, I watched a couple episodes of it, and I just it didn't. I don't know. It just kind of hit me in the face and bounced off, and I remember virtually none of it. Oh. Yeah, like I, just, I don't know. That's it wasn't from, for me. That's from getting hit in the face previously and being concussed. Yes, kids, that's... always wear your helmets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got for finishers here? We've got an exanguinate. That's pretty self-explanatory. And a torment of hailfire. Yes, everybody knows they're the big black finishers, especially when they have such low life because Virtus has been halving your life totals. It makes that way easier to pull off as a finisher. And then the last one is a Skull Storm. Skull Storm. This is another Commander Storm card, and I think that it's a pet card of Joey's. So I like to feature other people's pet cards and kind of break down or justify why they're playing it. Or laugh if it's like Genesis Storm and Phage and a pet <laughs> card. <laughs> so this is a Black Black 7 Sorcery. You can copy it for each time you've cast your Commander this game from the Command Zone. Each opponent sacrifices a creature... Each opponent who can't loses half their life rounded up. Oh. So that is sort of exactly like the rest of the deck and also gets all of your opponents at once if you've cast your commander, if you've cast each of your commanders. So you get your original, then you get a copy for Virtus, and then you get a copy for Gorm. So you've set all your, in theory, you've set all your opponents from 40 to 20. It's a 60 damage card for... Again, three plus four is seven plus nine. Yeah. <laughs> 16 mana. 16 <laughs> mana to deal 60? You can't even scoff at that. Those, those numbers. Boy, I watch a... <laughs> Did it. <laughs> Did I it. got there. Did it. Not red. <laughs> Not a red card. <laughs> exactly. Get rid of that crap. So that those are big, impressive numbers. So 60 life collectively is lots, regardless of of colors or how many cards it takes. That's lots. Yes. I like that. And I'm sure he has ways of making nine mana super fast, right? And definitely a cool picture, too. I don't know. There's not enough barbed wire or fire on it. (laughs) Maybe some tribal, you know, maybe a Japanese letter. (laughs) Yeah, on his lower back. Yeah, there there it is. (laughs) I don't don't know what that's about. (laughs) It's the most generic tattoo you can have. It's a skull that's on fire with barbed wire on it with some tribal around it and a little Japanese letter on it. Oh, and an anchor on your foot. Yeah, and an anchor. Maybe a butterfly. Yeah, butterflies usually go on your wrist, don't they? Or dolphins. Ankle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ankle butterfly, that's the thing. I think that's the thing, I know anchor is on your foot because it's like keeps you grounded, right? Oh, man, that is so (sighs) lame. That is so basic. I'm sorry if anybody That is so insta. (laughs) Sorry if you guys have anchor foot tattoos, but- I'm not- uh, I saw oh, a guy. On, I saw a guy the other day. He had a little camel tattooed on his toe. Oh, that it's beautiful. Isn't next it? level. Isn't next that just beautiful? It was like this, the little outline of a camel. I got you. I got toe. you. I got you. I went to high school with two guys, two brothers that started a business, towing company, camel. Nice camel towing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was the greatest. Oh, ten out of ten. I like that lots. So that's, that's the deck. That's the deck. Yeah, I was just gonna say <laughs> that's the deck. That's the whole deck. I like it. I like building a, and I know that you do too, I'll call it a ridiculous theme where everything in a deck is like, I'm just going to cut your life total in half. Yes. That is actually fun. It's very CCO. And I think that there's enough other powerful stuff like the Archfiend of Despair and Exanguinate and the Torment of Hailfire to make it top end good, top heavy, top good. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I think that there's enough ramp and, and removal and advantage cards that 
it'll operate like a normal commander deck with a, a pretty stout theme. You could play this in virtual, like, I don't want to say in any play group or any situation, but you could probably sit down at a casual table at your EDH&M and play this and everybody would have fun. Yeah, and I very much thank Joey and all of the all of the other content creators that allowed us to sort of trash talk them a little bit on our show because it's fun for us and I think our listeners really enjoy it. And when people go out into the wild at Magic Fest and they sit down with these other creators, they want to play the decks that they, they know because they are these other creators' favorite decks. So we're yeah. only furthering the mystique. Ooh. Ooh. Speaking of all that, though, strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. Because we do like to actually do some of that for actual deck tech purposes. Strength takes chunks of life. Yeah, this does a lot of damage really fast for very little investment at the end of the day. Weakness. Priority number one is always removing, for any player, is always removing the life halfer. Mm -hmm. And the life halfer does have diminishing returns. Yes. So you do have to be a little bit careful. We're going on like that first swing where it's like, oh, it's going to do 21 damage with, yeah, but then it's going to do four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strength. Great combat, air quotes, math for us. Yes. They block, their creature dies because all ours has death touch. They don't block, they lose half their life. <laughs> it's win-win. And on a not like mechanics scale, I think it makes combat exciting. For everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like a horror movie where it's like, oh, why do you watch that? You want to be scared, but this is really scary. Like, it makes combat like, oh, shit, he's going to combat. What am I going to do? And it's that, the, right? That, yeah, that high risk, high reward stuff, too, where it's like, this is my only guy, and you have to, like, bluff or front that you have removal, even if you don't for their blocker. And you're like, before you go to attackers, you're like, are you going to block it? Oh, right? And it's like, you never, you never know exactly what you're going to get because you'll gladly kill their creature for yours, but then you're not furthering their or your own strategy because you can't half their life anymore, right? Yeah. Unless you've got Scythe Claw, in which case you just re-equip it. <laughs> <laughs> you just re-equip it to another creature that halves their life and have their life twice again. It's fine. Yeah. Strength. Lots of card draw. Yeah, there's lots in here. We are playing black and green, but we've got... Essentially, if we want to pay four mana at any point in the game, we're going to draw three cards. Weakness. It's the most boring version of all the card draw. Yeah. It's, it's efficient. It's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying don't play it. But I think that, and this is just me, Harmonize is the least exciting card you can put into an EDH deck. Every time I see somebody play Harmonize, I just groan a little bit. It's like, just play play something else. Shout out to Dana Roach again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dull. Like... Well, I don't know. I just don't like it. It's so boring. I don't think I play Harmonize in not one deck. I always want to play either Shamanic Revelation for one more mana. You could draw more cards. Maybe not in this deck because you draw cards equal to the creatures you control. Yeah. Or Rishkar's Expertise because usually you'll... Like, that could be a draw six in this deck with your, your Worm Coil or your Archfiend or whatever. Yeah. But it costs six. And looking at the rest of the curve, like, maybe that doesn't fit. Maybe harmonize at four is like like I back to my first point. Any point in the game, as long as you have four mana, you can draw three. Yeah, and it's good. Like I'm, I would never poop. Oh, don't play harmonize. But like I don't because it's just so boring. It's dull. Is that the is that your green equivalent of cyclonic rift? Uh, I would play harmonize if there weren't so many better options. I just don't play cyclonic rift because it's boring. That you would play harmonize if there wasn't if maybe better 
higher end options. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like or I top just, end options. Yeah, like it's just I don't know, it's kinda dull. What's what's the new one? Return of the Huntsman or whatever? The the five drop you can overrun or draw cards equal to your biggest creature. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, cool. that's the Throne of Eldraine one, right? Yeah, those yeah. are the, and that one's an instant, and it's cool, right? Like that's a cool card. Harmonizes just to harmonize. Maybe that's Whatever. maybe that's the suggestion for Joey. Have you tried? He probably has. He probably these, has. These are, these are smart people. They know all the cards that are coming out. They see them all. They review them all. They. Uh, I don't think Joey doesn't know that the return of the huntsman hunt speaker hunts whatever the, the hell the card is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knows it better than the, we do. It's the Sailor Moon Garrett card, is what it is. <laughs> Try it out. I I like it. I've seen it cast a couple times. I've seen it cast to draw whatever a, a bunch of cards, and I've also seen it cast to block actually because it's an instant. Oh yeah. Yeah, just block. Give my guys plus two or three or whatever it is, and they block. And now, I've never seen it kill anybody, but I've seen it block and then be unprofitable for the attacker. That's that's good too, man. That's nothing wrong with that. That sounded sort of like a card of the week, even though the the card isn't in the deck. You want to do a real card of the, of the week. week? Sure. I see the one you have highlighted. I thought you were going to say Dothy Embrace, the one that gives anything shadow. Definitely a good card of the week candidate. Let's actually do that one. Oh, over the one that you you yeah. had high, highlighted. Yeah. That was the Orin Frostfang. Yeah, I wanted to do Orin Frostfang, but you know what? Now that you're you're mentioning it, I like I like Dothy Embrace. Sure. Dothy Embrace is a black enchantment for black two. It has black, black, target creature gains shadow until end of turn. We went over what shadow does. It can only be blocked. It can only block or be blocked by creatures with shadow. And it costs $1.29. It's a Tempest card. That's like $5 Canadian. There's no foil version of it. It's just a good card. Yeah, use it to block and get through. Use it to allow your opponent's creatures to block and get through on other opponents, not yourself, of course. Use it to get blockers out of the way. Yep, you can, you can, that card is, does three ways. Don't Google that. Nope, yeah, that card is just ready for business. That's it. Yeah, man, that's a good-ass card. Pick those up. It's good for more than just killing things with Hirobi. So, just quick so we don't get too crunched for time, we are looking at an all-in price on TCG Player for this deck, 446 U.S. American dollars, so that is like 7,000 Canadian, yep. uh, roughly. About. We talked about the Advantage section having that Vampiric Tutor. I think it's the most expensive card in the deck. Yeah, I agree. Yes, it's, it definitely is. And do we need it? It is an instant speed tutor that puts a card at the cost of black and two life onto the top of our library. So we do it at the end of our opponent's turn. We draw a card. It's the card that we tutored for. Is that worth the 65 or $70 price tag that it carries? The, I don't think that this deck is trying to compete on a level that it needs it. This deck feels a little bit more casual, a little bit more fun. And I don't think that it, like if you have one, play it. I think it's fine, but I don't think it needs it. You know what the, the theme of the arc of others sort of has been with these other content creators that we featured? It's all, if you have it, play it, right? The yeah. dual lands, the five color mana bases, the big removal spells, the tutors, what have you. Yes. So if you don't have it, I mean, maybe you put in another two drop draw or two or three drop draw two in black. Maybe you put in a like a diabolic tutor. If you need that tutor, turn four, turn six, like maybe you're looking for a finisher and that's what you search with your, your vampiric tutor. And it's like turn 10. Well, in that case, like 
Diabolic Tutor might be just as good. You pay four, put it right to your hand, spend the other six mana for your Worm Coil and you just or your Grave Titan, clip it with your boots, and you just crash in. Yeah. That does the same thing in that case. You just have to very subtly adjust your lines of play to make it such that you have late game mana available to tutor and then play the thing that you tutored for to get the win. Or he could just cut it and put a the big daddy black mana package in instead so that he can get to Skullstorm before turn 42. You could also do that. That's what I'd do. Yeah, there you go. Because there's no Cabal. We didn't talk about lands very much, but there's no Cabal Coffers. There's no... What's the other thing that works with Cabal Coffers? I can never remember the Urborg. damn Urborg. Urborg, Tomb of Yawgmoth. And if you had those, you would go faster. Yeah, and a lot of people don't want to spend the money on Cabal and Urborg in in their two or three color deck because they in a non mono black deck you kind of do have to play both of those cards yeah and then there's an argument for like expedition map to find one of them or expedition map with your glissa does she get non artifacts back or non creatures back you could use your vampiric tutor to find the other one Oh, there it is. <laughs> Never mind. Leave the vampiric tutor in, babies. <laughs> that's what we're trying to avoid. <laughs> in all honesty, like we're just theorizing ways to to organize or situate the deck if you have a Cabal Coffers and an Urborger, if you have a Vampiric Tutor, or if you have none of those things. Yeah, it's right. The deck will work in any case, is the point. Like you don't need any of that. Yeah. You, you don't need it. It's it's fine. So if you want to build this deck and you don't have a Vampiric Tutor, don't order a Vampiric Tutor. Just put something else in. Unless it's from face2facegames.com. Ah, there yeah, it is. Got there. Ah. got there. Got there. They're Canada's biggest magic store. They'll have it. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess there's enough card draw and mana ramp that you can do it without it, I guess is what we're saying, right? Yes. That sort of sounds like a final thought of the day, but I'll flip it over to you. Thank our gracious sponsors. Give us a final thought of the arc of others a intro into what is going to be CCO in 2020. Holy Pres- shit. Pressure's on now. And one more thank you to Joey Schultz. Okay. One more thank you to Joey Schultz. Thank you very much for sending in this deck, being a part of the Ark of Others. We really do appreciate it. Links to his content and everything that he's kind of been involved with, as well as this deck, are going to be in the show notes down below, so check those out if you want to. Uh, I highly recommend it. He's a good guy, and his content is very good. Uh, thanks to all the other content creators as well who have been a part of the arc. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to build decks for us so that we don't have to, because that's awesome. Big thank you to all of you guys for listening. Happy New Year. Welcome back. It's been great being with you, and we're going to be with you again in 2020 doing even more insane decks. We're going to be hitting that YouTube button hard, so if you like shitting on like buttons, we're going to have lots of like buttons for you to shit on in the near future, I hope, as well as all of the crazy shenanigans that we've typically gotten up to, as well as a lot more globetrotting adventures from your boy Ryan and Brando. So you're going to get an opportunity to meet us and play games with us, if that's something you have ever wished to do, and, and why wouldn't you? Because we're fun. Big thanks to face2facegames.com, they're Canada's biggest magic store, and our generous overlords and sponsors. They help us keep the lights on, as well as all of our generous patrons who've supported us over the last few months. That's basically all I got to say. The deck is super fun. We're really glad Joey sent it in to us. The show is really fun. We're really happy that you guys all listened to it. And we're going to be back again next week with another very exciting and special episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>